Hello, you're listening to a podcast from Radio Maria, a Christian voice in your home. Radio Maria is a 24-7 Catholic radio station broadcasting online via our app, Radio Maria Play, and on DAB in an increasing number of areas. You can follow us on social media. And if you enjoy this program, please do click like and subscribe to us on your podcast provider. Radio Maria relies entirely upon listener donations. We have no other sources of funding, so please do consider supporting us with a monthly or one-off donation so that we can continue to keep providing great programming free at the point of access. To donate or find out more, visit us at radiomariaengland.uk. Good morning. You're listening to Radio Maria England. We're broadcasting Just Life this morning from our London studio. And I'm delighted to be joined on air by Mary and Matt, um, Mary Desrelay and Matt Flynn, um, who are our Catholic artists in residence here in the Rosary Shrine um, on Haverstock Hill. And they're going to be talking to us talking to us this morning about their experience of this Catholic art week and sacred art in general. So it's a pleasure to welcome you both to the studio. I wonder if you could perhaps just start by introducing yourselves um, and telling us a bit about how this project came to be um, and the inception of this Catholic Art Week. So I'll hand over to you. So, hi, I'm Matthew. Um, hello, I'm Mary. Yep. Thanks for having us. So the Catholic Art Week really combines some of the elements of a traditional art retreat, uh, taking time away from the world and away from work in order to do more art, um, while at the same time we've also been doing some workshops and we'll be featuring an exhibition as well so as to try and open out our art to a wider audience here in London. Um, and again, uh, perhaps also using some of that sense of a monastic community as well, that we're here in the Rosary Shrine to do art together in community. So um, that's that's the art week. Yeah. That's really great. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. Um, and what's this week been like for you? Um, has it been what you imagined it to be? What have you What have you taken from this week as it comes to a close this Friday? So it's it's been absolutely amazing because... I mean, each of us in our own way have, um, yeah, had quite meandering journeys in our own um, art practice. And this week was very beautiful for all of us because, um, like many artists, I'm sure, can can relate, especially um, in in this country. You know, it's quite difficult sometimes to find time to regularly practice your own art um, and to have time to really enter into it fully. Um, you know, it's often capturing a couple of hours here or a couple of hours there but this week was completely immersive um and we were yeah it, it was really quite um we held it um with a lot of appreciation um and yeah we had a really great time also as a community with the three of us um you know having that um fellowship and also um praying together working alongside each other giving each other feedback um and yeah, we've all made very different and yeah, I think quite quite lovely piece of artwork. I was just downstairs before I came up into the studio um, and admiring some of the beautiful things that the three of you have been working on um, this week. I wonder if you could talk a bit more about um, what you've been what you've been painting or what's what materials you've been working with. Yeah, so I have been looking at the theme of kingship, uh, of what a king is, the man behind the crown. A sense of a how would you say a exploring the deeper experience of of leadership and a, of war and of struggle through through the lens of a king. My medium is acrylic on canvas. I like to paint with thick, a yeah, lots of thick paint that you're almost crafting and working with on the canvas. Um, so I'll tell you a wee bit about one or two of the pieces that I've mm -hmm. been, uh, and some of the some of the inspiration as well, 
I started this about five years ago. Obviously, at the moment, kingship's quite topical with uh, with our recent coronation of King Charles. But I started this when I was in Ireland, and I'd been learning about some of the Celtic kings from the Dark Ages, and the experience of kingship then was much different. There was lots of kings, and they had smaller kingdoms, and they were really much closer to the people in that sense, and that's really reflected in my artwork, one of my pieces on the king as a healer, another the king as a farmer and worker with his hands, uh, another uh, the king as a watchman, and all these different facets of, of kingship, each one comes out in a different piece. And, and alongside those, uh, I'm really experimenting with lots of different techniques or um, or even formats of painting, so landscape portraits, still life, and so I'm a very eclectic and varied output from this week in that sense. So we're not quite there yet, but as of as of six pm tonight when mm-hmm. we have an exhibition, I will have a a, a spectrum of of different mm-hmm. pieces on kingship. Thank you. And how about you, Mary? What's this week been bringing to your artistic oh, it's, table? It's been lovely. Um, oh, it's been such a joy because, I mean, what I did was very. I mean, I actually kind of um, put a lot of boundaries on my work to make sure it was very um, sort of simple to do. Um, I um, literally just focused on Madonna and Child very simply, mm-hmm. and doing that in different forms. Um, because I know that whenever I'm unsure about what to make, that's what I return to. It's a consistent meditative kind of anchor that I can go back to. Um, and so I just, um, I worked, uh, made a decision to just work in oil paint, um, which was, um, quite freeing as well. Um, it's nice when you just pick one thing and you try and do it well, um, which is contrast to Matthew's work, but they both have quite they're very beautiful next to each other with his eclectic work and then mine just kind of one one thing Mm. um and uh i'll speak a little bit about anna's in a second Mm -hmm. but uh yeah it's essentially just um the, the kind of the idea came from a desire to provide um christian um and catholic families with an original painting of the holy family or the madonna and child in their home just to have, um, because I think many people um, don't necessarily have that or haven't thought to get something like that. Um, so I just thought, you know what, I'll just make some. Um, and yeah, they're just, some of them are up close, some of them are for the landscape as well. Um, and yeah, there's about, I've made about six or seven wow. um, this week. So more than I, yeah, mm. more than I thought I was going to make, which is also, um, yeah, very encouraging. So, mm. yeah. And yes, the third person in this Catholic artist trio is Anna Fleischer, who is the London promoter here at Radio Maria. Um, she's unfortunately unable to join this morning, but I wonder in her absence if you could perhaps um, talk a bit about what she's been working on and hope she doesn't mind too much. <laughs> um, absolutely. So, um, I mean, Anna's a wonderful artist. She's been um, wonderful to work alongside um, and she's uh, been mainly focusing on kind of an icon format for her work. Um, So she's been working on wood panels um, and creating um, different sort of sacred art for displaying in the home as well. Um, And she's focused on having, you know, her, her most recent one was Christ um, bringing Adam and Eve out of Hades, so to speak, um, and uh, just just very elegant brushstrokes, very loose and all in acrylic, um, and then having um, a text from a homily on that particular part of the Bible um, around it. And she's done um, about three or four others as well um, on various things. So she's done... Uh, one which is uh, called Sanctus Sanctus, and it's just an angel with a thurible. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was inspired by, uh, she saw a, an, an altar boy actually with a thurible during mass, and it just, she got the inspiration mm-hmm. 
Um, and she, he's now an angel by the looks of things. Mm. Um, and uh, yeah, she's she's done quite a few. Um, but yeah, all in that kind of um, layout and very, um, yeah, the colours are really beautiful. I'd really recommend mm. you, you take a mm-hmm. look. Yeah, thank you. And yes, I was just wondering if this sort of creative team of the three of you, um, how this came about? Did you come together for this or did you all share this desire to, to have this art week or had you worked together creatively before? This is the first time we've worked mm. together. Certainly for me, and it turned out that this experience was shared. I hadn't really done art for a few years, having had previously been much more engaged in it. And before I moved to London, I met Mary. She was actually doing an art workshop at Youth 2000. And, you know, I was talking about, oh, yeah, I'll be doing some art down the line. And a year and a half later, I'd still not done a single thing. Mm. Um, And at that point, I was thinking, why don't, certainly for myself, why not I set a week aside and and just and just paint, take a week's holiday and just do that. And so I said to Mary, we said to Anna as well, actually there might be a few people that wanted to do, to do the same and that also had dormant works. And really from there it came about and we'd certainly off the basis of mm-hmm. our experience this week want to repeat it again in the future. And this has been a really good example of what works and what can be done. And mm-hmm. perhaps in future we can do another iteration with more people and more mm. workshops and more output. Mm-hmm. That's really that's really hopeful. Thank you for sharing. Um, I think now is perhaps a good time to move into our first music break. So I wonder if you could just explain <laughs> and introduce the piece you've chosen, the Veni Creator Spiritus. Yes, so this is one of the tracks from the chart-topping album Light for the World by the Poor Clears of Arundel. It came out during coronavirus and I think this whole album was just an oasis of calm for a lot of people going through a lot of difficult times. Uh, I really like it as it's very minimalist. There's a, it's just a pure female voices in unison. And a, but it's also quite modern with some of the, the synth bass. Um, and I use it to, to paint to a, and to journal to. And this week we've been listening to it and it provides a very kind of Nice, uh, you know, almost like a base layer to, mm. to the mind uh, as we're as we're painting. So, thank you. Let's give it a listen. Was the Veni Creator Spiritus from the Poor Class Sisters? 
Um, and I'm joined here in the London studio this morning on Just Life with Matt and Mary. And we've been talking about their Catholic Art Week and their time as Catholic artists and residents downstairs. Um, and so moving on to the next section, thought we could talk a bit about um, the ins- your inspiration and how, how art and creative um, works fit into your, to your own journeys of faith um, and perhaps to your prayer. Um, so perhaps a, an open question to start with, um, is there a particular artist um, who's been inspiring you this week or that you've been turning to you for inspiration? So, so um, I think for sure the answer to that is Leonardo da Vinci. Um, mm. He's been my favourite artist since forever, pretty much, um, for a great variety of reasons. But we certainly focused um, on him partly in our workshops as well, um, partly just because he's such a good teacher um, for artists, I think, in his practice. Um, it's it's wonderful, the kind of the notebooks we have of his, the artworks that we can study and so the inspiration we took was actually um a lot of the methods that he used to compose and to make something which is um so to speak very visually complete you know the the fibonacci sequence fibonacci spiral um for those of you that have heard of it um but it's for those of you who may not have it's essentially a pattern of um sort of almost growth that you see in nature um and it can be measured mathematically you see it in a shell in the swell that comes um out of it you see it in a lot of leaves um in the structures that create um uh, the human face and and different proportions of things it's quite a beautiful um consistent pattern you see in nature that is often drawn back to god and seeing the divine kind of design in everything. Um, and it's just a wonderful thing to use for the artwork that we've been doing. So um, using that. Um, and then also just his um, very holistic um, attitude to creating. Um, and maybe we speak a little later about Matthew's um, workshop, but part of what we went over was that um, I mean, he was obviously not only an artist, but he was an inventor. He was so many different mm. things. And um, he, you know, in his early life, um, he decided that nature would be his teacher and he would go out and study, um, you know, water in different forms and how to how to paint ice, um, water and steam and do it in a way that was accurate. And then... The way that sort of flowed into my work was I tried to um, study those things um, in nature but then use my imagination having had those to recall. So Mm. often his technique was to study things very thoroughly so that he could then replicate it in a convincing way. Mm. So if you draw and paint and study the forms of trees enough, you can do it from your imagination without a photographic Mm. reference. Um, and then you have that freedom, kind of like a good writer, mm-hmm. to play with it. Um, and so, yeah, we've really enjoyed sort of taking inspiration from him uh, this mm. week. Don't know if you want to, mm. yeah, say anything else on that. Yeah, um, I I'm very inspired by Da Vinci, by virtue of his being a polymath, being a a master of many trades. He was a painter and a sculptor also an anatomist, a scientist, mm. an engineer, and he was really able to combine different parts of his brain, but really to synthesise works out of his understanding of physics and medicine and a really a deep understanding of, of elements and the body and what, what it is in its, in its very essence. Um, so I've certainly... Uh, learned a lot about him this week as we've been exploring, mm-hmm. exploring mm-hmm. him. Yeah. And Mary mentioned that the workshops that you've you've had this week. I wonder if you could just um, yeah say a bit more about the workshops that you've had on and what their themes have been. So the first workshop that we had on Tuesday night here in the church hall was called Portraits, Perspectives, and the Golden Ratio, 
how to paint in the the style of early Christian um, artists. And to begin with, I gave a kind of essentially a lecture <laughs> uh, on some of those some of those themes. So we looked at Da Vinci and the Golden Ratio and how it's aesthetically pleasing, how it has applications in nature or facial aesthetics or architecture. And uh, and as part of that workshop, we had the opportunity to to actually draw that swirl and calculate that and use that to plan out a piece in order to give a sense of structure and logic to mm-hmm. to the art. Uh, I also focused on perspective, so the idea of a, a, a scene or landscape a, with with the eye being drawn to the horizon and a sense of depth and proportionality with closeness to the to the viewer, eh, which really gives a sense of realism, mm-hmm. as opposed to the the works that had come prior in the medieval or even earlier eras, where there'd been more like cartoons that they wouldn't have had necessarily been proportional the the aspects of the landscape. And lastly, I actually touched on a lot of science, so I'm much more of a, a scientist in my day-to-day work and I looked at the Fibonacci sequence, some of its applications to medicine. Um, I mentioned psychology as well, so uh, a seminal study in 1968 that we touched upon where they tracked the deterioration of the creative mind over the lifespan from age five onwards um, that implies a certain um, deep creativity that is just nascent, that's just innately in young children that we can tap into, that we can rediscover, that we can reskill in uh, as a way of encouraging those that perhaps don't feel that they are an artist or they don't feel they're creative or don't feel they're uh, left-brained to to rediscover that, that that is there for everyone. So those were some of the themes mm-hmm. that really came out. It was quite a, a mixed bag. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for sharing. Um, and yes, you mentioned there um, in your day job, you're perhaps more of a scientist. Perhaps we should have started at the beginning by um, introducing what you do when you're not uh, downstairs in the church hall making beautiful art. Mary, do you want to tell us a bit more about what your day to day looks like? <laughs> um, yeah, sure. So um, I uh, work in schools. Um, I'm currently a teaching assistant. Um, I've been a jack of many trades um, in the past, but I've finally settled and decided, mm-hmm. yes, it's teaching is, is a, a huge part of, I think, what I want to do. So I'm going to start um, a PGC next year to become an art teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to study at UCL. Goodness knows how I got in, <laughs> but somehow miracles happen. Um, and yeah, um, so essentially, yeah, I'm a, I'm a teacher and um, that's what I do outside. Yeah. And how do you, well, I guess it, you've sort of hinted at it, but um, how do you see your passion for art and perhaps more sacred art um, linking into this next step for you? Um, so I've always gravitated towards making art, um, sacred art, art for the church. Um, ever since I was young, it's been something um, I remember with my one of my brothers, um, who's the closest to me in age, Michael. Uh, we would, um, crazy as we were, we'd sketch out cathedrals when we were about 15 and just go, oh, imagine if we could build one. Imagine if we could design one. Um, and, oh, that would be so cool. Um, and, and we would just dream big dreams about it. Um, and that never, never really left me, you know. Mm. Um, and even starting small, just, um, and I think, as well, just giving um, children the permission to make sacred art as part of their art practice. Mm. Practice, I think. Um, sadly, oftentimes the um, the art world is not the most welcoming to mm. um, Christian art in the present day. And um, I want to, yeah, in in my teaching to make that um, a more welcoming space for them mm. to to try mm-hmm. it and to see if it's actually what they perhaps want to do. Mm. Yeah, and Matt, um, how does your <laughs> sacred art week um, fit back into the rest of your 
your days. Yeah, I just wanted to say I'd have loved to have been part of Mary's family sketching out cathedrals. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I was massively into cathedrals at the age of 15. I think I was the only one in my family. Um, yeah, so I'm a doctor by trade. Uh, I like to think within that I'm some of a, somewhat of a jack-of-all-trades as well. I've done some research. Um, I even mentioned one of my kind of research projects that I'd been working on a good few years ago that used the Fibonacci sequence mm. uh, in the in their session Tuesday. I'm a teacher as well. Last year I was teaching at UCL and uh, otherwise I'm an ear, nose and throat doctor. And art doesn't really fit that well mm-hmm. into into my life. Uh, often it's been those seasons within my career of which there's been many and varied where I've had that more time or I've had more uh, autonomy over my time that I've been able to take that time out and invest mm-hmm. in art. I like to think that my interest in medicine has very much coloured mm. what I produce and what I instinctively draw and certainly this week there's there's one that features a very anatomically correct heart and another that <laughs> looks like a like a histology slide with essentially a cross section of a bunch of cells and and tissues and things so uh, it's more how my work fits into my art, mm. but it's uh, it's it's not straightforward. I think all of us are really we all experience that tension between mm. doing our doing our job and and fitting in art that um, mm-hmm. that doesn't always pay very well. Mm. Thank you for sharing. Um, I think now it's time for another music break. So perhaps we could um, again, if you'd like to introduce this piece from Gladiator, I believe. Yes, that's just a very well-known Now We Are Free, the kind of the final track of the well-known Gladiator soundtrack. We've been listening to a lot of soundtracks over this week and a a, a favourite of Mary's as well. I've I've really drawn on some of the themes of of some of these soundtracks as I'm painting, so I would preferentially listen to those soundtracks that uh, maybe feature kings or things that I want to think about um, and I like the idea of going on a journey mm. through a soundtrack um, so there's a story being told as you listen to it and similarly that really helps with the art as well because I'm trying to tell a story mm-hmm. Thank you, this is Now You're Free on Gladiator Thank you. 
That was Now We Are Free from Gladiator. And if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Just Life here on Radio Maria. We are joined by Matt and Mary, who have been telling us all about their Catholic Art Week. And we've been talking a bit more about sacred art and the inspirations um, behind some of their work and how it fits into their day-to-day life, which can look quite different from this week they're currently experiencing. Um, And... Yeah, we were just talking about Gladiator and how music tells a story and how art can really also tell stories and stories that inspire us. Um, so I was just wondering what what stories in particular have been um, inspiring you this week and how do you, how do you begin to tell stories through the artwork that you create? Yeah, one of the stories that I've retrospectively discovered that I'm capturing, mm. often you start doing a piece of artwork and it takes an unexpected turn and, and then you think, oh actually that comes from there, um, maybe that relates to this memory um, as a depiction of a, a king, a kingly figure who's performing surgery on himself and it's a wee bit, uh, it's a wee bit graphic in, mm. in some ways but I was on the train this morning coming in and I was thinking actually this uh, comes from the movie Master and Commander, The Far Side of the World, where the ship's surgeon, Stephen Matcherin, played by Paul Bettany, takes a, a bullet into the stomach, but they're on the far side of the world and there's he's the only one that can do the operation, so he has to essentially drug up and, and do it on himself by candlelight uh, and some desert island and it really relates back into this idea of of kingship where in some ways you you're the only one that can uh, the the kind of the loneliness of it almost um uh, this idea of of trying to trying to sort yourself to fix yourself um uh, and that's been a real that's been a real paradox for me this idea of uh, how much can i really fix myself and how much do i need to rely on others around mm-hmm. me um, and that's really drawn out in this in this painting mm-hmm. so yeah that's a a story that's really mm-hmm. been in my mind this week mm-hmm. Mary any any stories that have been that have been inspiring you this week or that you're trying to tell through your work um I think mine are more moments mm-hmm. um I kind of wanted my paintings to provide a sanctuary moment for people where they can just kind of have a bit of a, a mini holy holiday, mm-hmm. so, so to speak, um, where, you know, you just have these very... Um, the, I, I believe colour has... Well, I know colour has a huge effect on our emotions. You know, bright red can make us a little scared or... Um, or it can represent passion. Yellow can be quite uh, hopeful and optimistic and things. And the colours I've I've chosen uh, sort of very warm, very mellow, very relaxing um, colours. Um, just and and with um, this, you know, these landscapes with the Madonna and Child in quite simply just there to provide a moment to people mm-hmm. to exhale. And to remember God's presence and that heaven is here, mm. it's not going anywhere. And when we just remember it's there, we go, okay, we're, you mm. know. Um, and yeah, to just remember who is with us, that perfection exists. 
that perfection where you can talk to him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'd say, yeah, kind of more a moment. And also there's a particular painting uh, I've done with um, the child Jesus speaking to Mary. They've kind of put their hands up like they're just talking. Mm. And you don't really know what they're saying. You just see that they're talking. And I think that might provide space for people to almost think of it as their story that they can put into it where they see, you know, if I were if I were there, what would I be talking to them about? Or what mm. would I tell Mary? Or if the child Jesus came up to me, what would he say to me? Mm. And um yeah, that's the kind of thing, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yes, and you were well, sort of touching on there how how art can can help us reflect on our own relationship um, with the Father and mm. um, with our own prayer. And is there a particular Madonna and child that you you came across when you were younger, or that you still come across, which really um, leads to contemplation, or that really inspires you and um, calls you to prayer? Um, it's quite well known in the National Gallery mm. there's a particular one of um, of Mary which um, what, what I love about it is so her head's sort of at an angle, she's looking down but it's the peace mm. it's the complete stillness and security in God that she's looked after and she's able to look after um, and that sort of quiet power of um of Mary I think is so so profound um and it's that you know um she merely needs to look at something evil and it disappears like that mm-hmm. you know um and I think that kind of yeah the reassurance that sort of divine maternity as it were can give us um yeah I think that's what what inspires mm-hmm. me a lot Mm. And I mean, you mentioned there that the the painting was in the National Gallery, um, and I was thinking perhaps we could talk a bit about the role that sacred art or um, some of the wonderful work that you've been doing this week here um, has in our sort of in our church today, and what what we can <laughs> hope to see or what you would like to see um, come out of this artistic collaboration, and what you would like to see happen to to sacred art and whether it should be confined to the confined to the art galleries which i imagine you have some thoughts about <laughs> oh yes i've got some thoughts <laughs> um you know we i mean with my kind of limited experience of of all, all, all these things i think um of what i have seen and what i've thought about um there just there just needs to be more mm. you know we need more opportunities for um, Christian Catholic artists to create and for it to be a part of just the community life of all Christians. Like, we we need beauty. Mm. We really do. You, all you have to do is look around at adverts. You know, the adverts we look at are the ones that are the most visually pleasing, mm. and that's the stuff we often buy, you know. Mm. Um, but the thing is, we, on a deeper level than all of that, you know, whether it's because materialism, I think, is often a kind of fast food that we go to when we do not have that more profound beauty with us. Um, simply having, you know, more beautiful paintings in our homes um, that we can just have with us. You know, our environment affects us so much. And, um, you know, to encourage us, to remind us of things, um in a funny way to kind of empathize with us as well on our mm. on our spiritual journey that can be hard you know some paintings mm. are not pretty and it's because they are there for us when life isn't mm. um and i think also you know having more um artwork just in churches that has been created frequently you know i don't know the intricacies of how um you know financially this would all work you know i'm still just beginning myself but um, you know, in the same way that we're beginning, I think, more to invest in music in mm. in churches, you know, good quality music, you know, to aid the liturgy, to direct our attention towards Christ. Um, art has the same role 
in a visual way. Mm. And I think it should be given the same gravity. Um, I understand it's different and more logistically tricky. I, I get that completely. Um, but I think it, it does matter. And I also think, you know, that, I mean, in the same way that in, in the Renaissance, we had so many artists that would just be together and craftsmen, and they would always be working on buildings and on art projects for, for everyone, for the public. Mm-hmm. Um, and I crave that, you mm-hmm. know, and I think I'm not alone in that at mm-hmm. all. Um, so I might, yeah, in a moment speak about something we're going to try and do to mm-hmm. to help, as mm-hmm. it were. But uh, I'll hand over to Matthew. Um, yeah, just to yeah. pick up on that, what you're saying, that how can we, how can art transform the church more? But I also think it's important how the art transforms the individual uh, and having more people experience the creation of art. I got into art in my final year of university where I was studying very hard and I didn't have a television in my house. And that whole year I did a series, I got involved in a series of things. Uh, like I did more Bible study. I started watching a lot more athletics. Um, I did a a lot of art pieces that year because I'd done an art workshop in the, the summer before. I remember particularly on Sundays where um, where I, I took the day off. I really wanted to use that day, that one day off I had to the best of my ability. And that really, uh, over that year, I started doing just bits and bobs, art here and there. But it became more part of my day-to-day life. Mm. And I think of just birthday cards that, you know, instead of buying one, I'd just do a wee kind of painting on the front of of something, and that was actually that became part of of prayer in in many instances as well. Um, so that's also something I would like to see that more people get to experience art on a day to day basis. That it's more woven into the fabric of our families and our our own prayer lives, and if that's able to produce some excellent artwork in time mm-hmm. that then can that all people can see and that can be displayed in public, then fantastic. Um, but there's also real worth in that mm-hmm. in and of itself. Mm-hmm. And what would you like to see? How would you like to see the church um, supporting creatives, or what? What would that look like for you? I really see the the responsibility of the individual first mm-hmm. and foremost to engage with it with whatever limited resources are available, and and hopefully the church will. Um, welcome that and facilitate that. Mm-hmm. I think the church has so many demands on it today. One of the things that we've tried to to do this week, um, well, certainly for me, I would describe myself as an amateur artist that does art from time to time, but I don't do exhibitions. I haven't had work displayed. I don't have a portfolio. I don't mm-hmm. attend regular art classes. Um, so that idea of being a more established artist, um, it would be quite far off. And this is for me to try and help bridge that gap um, mm. where it provides a, a space to do the art but also have an exhibition as well um, there's some art classes but I'm learning from Mary, I'm learning from Anna how different techniques and things so mm. I think there's there's different options if you're already a, an established artist then there needs to be more opportunities for them if you're already doing art and want to do more and perhaps would need a bit more exposure then we can run these projects for those and last of all, we've targeted our workshops at the the everyday person that may have no, that might not have done art since GCSE as you do in England, um, but actually still have that that dormant desire. So, how can mm-hmm. we give them an opportunity in a, an evening with some cake mm-hmm. and coffee to <laughs> to get back into it? Mm-hmm. And I think you mentioned before your first workshop that um, I wonder if you could introduce your second workshop that you held yesterday. Yeah, sure. Um, so uh, we, um, well, the the workshop I did was one that I um, have done previously at Youth 2000 a couple of times. Um, I love Youth 2000 so much and I was so lucky that they, yeah, that they chose me. They're happy for me to do it and it, it, yeah, it's it's a wonderful kind of thing where um, essentially I just, I based the entire workshop um, on Lexio Divina. Um, so essentially divine reading, right? We take the, we take the Bible, we reflect on a particular passage um, and um, 
for those of you who yeah know about Luxio Divina, um, the echo part at the end, um, which is essentially the the time when you are reflecting and responding to and, and re- recalling what what has come to you during prayer over that scripture. Um, we just do that through painting rather than word. Mm-hmm. So it's providing a different way of expressing that prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's super simple, you know. Um, obviously, uh, when we pray, we usually use um, um, writing. You know, we can journal or we can uh, speak or we can just think it. You know, obviously, God knows our thoughts completely. Um, but in the same way, God knows what we make and he knows what we're thinking as we make. Um, and I think for many people, um, more than perhaps realise, um, you know, when people do art therapy, they'll be very familiar with this, that sometimes you can't quite put it into words, but you could paint it, mm. you could draw it, you could visualise it. And through the process of doing that, the communication becomes clear. Mm. You know, you know what you're saying to God. Um, and also just, yeah, what what you listen back. So the workshop I did was facilitating that process, um, giving um, this lovely group of people. Um, there was just about sort of seven, eight of us, you know, um, starting small, um, doing it on Thursday. And everyone made three pieces each. They sort of break into it gently um, and then in the end making something a little larger. Um, but, uh, yeah, that they could all take home. Mm-hmm. Well, I did the workshop. It was very good. <laughs> yes, I was going to ask <laughs> if there were any responses from the participants or people who'd come across it for the first, first time. Yeah, one of, the, one of the people that came last night I was talking to on the way home, and she said that she'd been journaling about a year ago and had done a picture that she didn't really know what it meant at the mm-hmm. time and it was only later that that expression of what was what was on her heart really a uh, that meaning came out and I think that reflects exactly mm-hmm. what Mary was mm-hmm. saying there that uh, as a as a form of expressing what's on one's mind and heart sometimes only mm-hmm. only in that graphic format can can you even just get it out and want to externalize it and then later you can work with it and and do more with it, yeah. So, mm-hmm. very interesting point she said. Mm-hmm. I think that brings us nicely to our final music break. This is Jesus, We Love You. Um, yes, would you like to say anything about this track? Yeah, I really. So, this was what we were listening to last night where we were mm-hmm. doing a workshop so you can get a feel for the, mm-hmm. the ambient bath of sound in which we were working. This is a, the well known worship song, Jesus, We Love You, but it's just the instrumental. That's from the album Without Words. And yeah, I just really like the album cover. Mm-hmm. So it's a, a a face of a man with these kind of splodges of thick acrylic paint mm-hmm. uh, that are very complementary colours, kind of skin tones and deep reds. And it's just a, yeah, it's just a really well put together piece of music and an album. So, yeah. Okay, we'll give it a listen.
just to say that if you'd like to ring in and ask some questions to Matt and Mary here on Just Life this morning, you can ring in at 01223-375-564. That's 01223-375-564. Jesus we love you Um, and we've just been wrapping up our conversation with Matt and Mary here on Just Life this morning talking all about um, their Catholic Arts Week and their experience of sacred art and and prayer and community and what they're hoping is going to come out of this very fruitful um, and blessed artistic week together. So yes I wonder if you could just tell us what's coming up for the rest of today and tomorrow and the the weekend. (laughs) Sure. So, um, yeah, we are going to have two exhibitions um, of the work that we've been creating this week. Um, And the first exhibition will be this evening, (laughs) if any of you are free this evening. Um, It will be at St Dominic's uh, Rosary Shrine, where we've been working. Um, And it will be between 7 and 9pm. So all are welcome, free entry. um, And we'll have you know, some sort of like refreshments and things um, for you. And we're also exhibiting all the same work um, at St Elizabeth of Portugal Church in Richmond. Um, And that will be um, two times. So it will be between 10 o'clock and two in the morning, sort of afternoon, and then six till eight in the evening. So after sort of following the 11am mass and the 5.30 mass it will be um, open to everyone and during the exhibitions um, all the artwork will be on sale so if anyone wants to purchase any artwork they are very welcome to 
Um, and also, if they just want to see um, and are curious, they can absolutely, mm-hmm. they'd be very welcome. That's great. Thank you. And do you have any upcoming plans or if any listeners are thinking they'd love to get involved, what would be your encouragement to them? Yeah, if you are an artist in London that's interested in doing something similar to this, then we do hope to to repeat it and to to do it again either this time next year or or maybe sooner if if that works. Um, So we'd certainly like to do a residency with more artists together. We and as part of that, we will hope to do more workshops as well. So, if you are on the other hand, someone who's listening to this and thinking, actually, I'd just like to make the first steps and mm. get back into art and just get some paint down on canvas and see what happens, then we'll hopefully run some more workshops as part of that as well and and take uh, stream those experiences into mm. uh, into what comes after. Mm-hmm. One of the um, wonderful things that happened. And during the workshops is there are several um, artists and students who showed interest and, you know, really want to become a part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we, you know, even with our, all our sort of various timetables and work schedules and all these things, um, the desire is definitely there for everyone to come together um, and make artwork more regularly. So we're actually going to um, try and... Uh, find a space um if, uh, if any of our listeners have <laughs> a space that's free that would be happy to have us then please let us know that would be amazing um <coughs> but um yeah to just come together every sort of maybe every couple of weeks um to make artwork together um perhaps on a saturday you know um and we all want to learn as well you know we had the idea to sort of create a group where we all learn together too. You know, we would collaborate on artwork together and we would um, study together as as artists, learn um, how to improve our diff- various crafts, um, teach them to each other. You know, there was someone uh, yesterday who said, oh, I've got a printing press and we could all do <laughs> printing, you know. Um, and everyone's very keen. So, you know, please do get in contact with us. Please do, because we all need each other. And... I can speak for myself as someone who has often tried to go it alone. Um, it's just that, that there's so much richness to joining together. And yeah, it, it would be a very free and um, yeah, see it as just us all, a way of we, us all supporting each other um, and praying for each other as well. So um, yeah, that's what I'd say. Just yeah, get in contact if you're interested and we'll make something happen. Yeah. Great, thank you. And it's been really wonderful talking to you both this morning and seeing some of your artwork downstairs. And um, yeah, thank you for sharing your experience here on Radio Maria. Thank you. And we look forward to, to seeing what, what happens what happens next on this creative creative journey. Thank you. Yeah, thanks so much for having us. Bye. This was a Radio Maria podcast. If you enjoyed it, do please click like and subscribe on your podcast provider or leave us a review. Every bit of feedback helps increase our visibility and allows us to reach more people with the message of Christ's saving truth. And if you don't already, you can listen to Radio Maria live either online or on DAB in selected regions of the UK. We'd love for you to call in live and be part of the conversation. See our website, radiomariaengland.uk, for more details and a full schedule of programmes. And do please consider making a donation so that we can keep making more programmes like this. We are completely dependent upon the generosity of our listeners.